0: Welcome back. You're listening to Cafecito con Magali and Glenda podcast.
1: Hey, friends! Hi! <laughs> Hi! I'm so excited to be back. You're back from where? On the podcast. Oh. I'm recording and seeing you through um, Zoom. <laughs> this is like my only like other adult interaction. Other than with my clients,
0: and hmm. then we spend like an, like an hour talking, no, like 45 minutes talking. I was like,
1: okay, okay, I'll, I'll stop. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Because, you know, there's, there's some things we can't talk about on the podcast.
1: Mm, your life is so interesting.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. We started watching Heal because you recommended Yes. the documentary Heal. It is so good. I yeah. was amazed.
1: It's like a lot of information though, right? That's why um, you kind of need to take it in breaks. I don't know if if that helped. Like I told you to watch it in sections.
0: Yeah, I think we watched like three or four episodes. But uh, a lot of the things that they were saying, I have heard before where you can heal your body with your mind and you can make
1: yourself sick with your mind. Yes, I've heard that too. But never so in depth like in a documentary. You know, it just made sense the way that they explain things. Yeah where they're showing uh, like
0: evidence and they're showing, they're showing proof and studies where I'm like, wow, this is the real deal, which is really amazing to see. It kind of yeah. shows how powerful the mind is.
1: Yeah. more than we think, well, yeah. why don't we give it credit? So yeah, um, I saw somebody said like, oh, you, I, I strongly recommend you guys watch Heal. So I had nothing to do. And I started watching it. It's on Netflix. And then, so I just text Maggie. I sent her the trailer. I was like, watch it when you have time. But in sections, because it's pretty long. So it's really good. And I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Wait, so you finished it? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to finish that. I finished Girls of Ipanemia both seasons. And it was so freaking good. It got better and better. It was like a novela, but it's a Brazilian novela. You like that? It was so amazing. And I think I mentioned it's like in the 50s and 60s. So their wardrobe is so beautiful and it's shot in Brazil. It's, they're always at the
1: beach or at the Club de Musica. Yeah. Since we're on this Netflix topic, down to earth is everything. Yeah. I'm not done watching it, but we have been watching that in like. It's seven. good. It's so informative. Oh, Zach Efron.
0: Yeah, so we actually have been um, going back and forth between um, the Zac Efron Down to Earth and Street Food, the Latin America.
1: I and used to Street Food. I haven't seen that in a long time. But,
0: yeah. No, this one is just released because it's Latin America.
1: Oh. And,
0: uh, I think we're on, I think we watched uh, Oaxaca, uh, Lima, and we're in Colombia, I think, right now. Oh. I love it. I love anything that shows like other cultures, food specifically.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's good. So, how are
0: you? Great. I'm over (laughs) here. I'm trying to drink out of my straw, my stained steel straw or metal. I don't even know what material this is, but I always show it off because I think it's the coolest.
1: Cornelius is showing off her mason jar with her stainless steel bent a little um straw it's a little bent and this weekend i
0: learned that i can make my own toothpaste so i'm going to start making like my own products and i went to sprouts over the weekend and i was looking at um they have like some products that are not packaged they have like organic soaps and things they're not they're not packaged at all so um lush i'm not sure if you've ever been to it but they also offer products where they don't have packaging so i think it's good because if you think of all the packaging that they're using like shampoo bottles and whatever everything's in plastic if you think about it so i'm trying to go the route of making my own products or limiting my use in plastic and um
1: like the less chemical organic route. Like, I've been using for years a Tom's toothpaste with fluoride-free. Mm. I just feel like it's just the best toothpaste ever. Um, and I've just been using it for a really long time. But you're going more the eco-friendly route. I think you have some news for us about this. Yeah. E- uh, yeah so I've been stalking this
0: Instagram called brightly.eco. And I saw that they were... Uh, looking for volunteers for their Brightly Scouts program. So I'm like, me? Yeah. I'll it. Like, I'll pay you. Just kidding. No, so it's just a volunteer opportunity. And they have a website, it's bright- brightly.eco, and they have resources and articles on ethical brand recommendations. So I read some of the articles, and they also have a podcast. So don't stop listening to us just yet. <laughs> <laughs> But if you have time to listen to another podcast besides ours, theirs is called Good Together, and uh, it's really interesting. Actually, I was uh, today when I was cooking, I was listening to their podcast on um, sustainable fashion and textiles, and how much water it takes to make, you know, certain fabrics, and how fashion creates a lot of waste. No, so yeah. I finished listening to it, but I thought it's really good. So what I have to do is I get a weekly assignment and they have me write about a product that they send me or just, I guess, whatever they ask me to read. So I haven't um, received my first assignment. I've been checking my emails, Um, but I'm excited. So
1: yeah, I'm going to be the kid. I love that about you. Like you're always looking for something else, something new. What more can I add? You know, I want to be like you when I grow up.
0: Oh, it makes me excited because it's things that I love and passionate about. So I'm like very willing and excited. And yeah, I just been checking my email. I'm like, when are they going to send me my first assignment? But I only have an email from you. (laughs) I I guess I didn't read. It says, girl. I think I fixed my phone.
1: So backstory today, Um, my iPhone broke this morning. I I got that little auto like reboot loop. It's like that you just get the Apple logo and then your iPhone is stuck. And apparently it's stuck forever and then you just have to buy a new one. (laughs) So all day I haven't had a phone. I asked my brother, like I talk to Maggie every day. I make sure that I text her. Amanda and Jessica. Good morning every day. If I don't do anything else, at least I do that. Mm-hmm. And I asked my brother, I was like, uh, can you text my friend and tell her my phone died? <laughs> he just rolled his eyes and did it. And Maggie's like, I'll just email her. So all day I've been trying <laughs> to fix his iPhone. I've been on YouTube And I finally did it. I think it took like 10 hours, like the entire process, but I finally ended up updating my computer and that ended up working and it rebooted it, it reset it. And since I backed up my iCloud, everything's exactly the same. I saved my phone. I sent her an email and I was like, I feel like Beyonce. Geek squad, who? Tell me.
0: That is the responsible thing to do is to back up your phone because like you don't hear that often we're like oh well, I backed up my phone so everything was there it's usually like I didn't back up my phone and I lost everything so yeah. but at least you fixed it and you didn't have to buy another one
1: yeah Just- I didn't want to buy like a new phone I want to spend my money on dumb shit like makeup you know of course you do <laughs> not a new phone it's like nobody wants to pay their bills they want to go out to a restaurant you know that's how I felt I was like no I can do this and I did it these iPhones don't play they're expensive yeah Mm -hmm. well that's what happened oh another thing let me tell you I lost 11 pounds in the six. 60s My, my own Glenda fitness whatever it is and I managed to lose 11 pounds so I'm excited
0: I can see it on your face too
1: yeah, because my cheeks get so chubby and round, huh?
0: Your face looks skinny. Your arms look skinny. You just, like, look skinny overall. Like, I haven't seen you in person, but remember I mentioned when you, you sent me the video of your body, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much space around her.
1: I but so not- it was a faja.
0: <laughs> no, okay. Honestly, a faja is not going to make you look, like, that skinny.
1: Like, you really it, are. Yeah. Baja really makes you look snatched. Let me tell you. It's not the faha It's you. It's the skin. So, yeah. And then I'm going, I'm not technically going on vacation, but we are closing my office for the first time ever um, because we were supposed to be in El Salvador. I was supposed to be in El Salvador on the 6th, but obviously you can't even fly into El Salvador because of the Rona. Um, but... I was thinking, when was the last time I took a vacation or I took a break? And I think it was when I graduated from college. So in May of 2018 was the last time I went somewhere. Can you believe I that?
0: I thought we traveled before you finished school. I don't think we traveled after.
1: Yeah, after. For, right after I graduated, we went to Miami. I was like, a woohoo. Oh, really? Yeah. But we've been there so many times, we don't even know why we <laughs> go.
0: I think the last time we went, you were still in school that I remember, but I could be wrong. But I think you flew in by yourself and then you flew out by yourself. You
1: that was in- spring break.
0: Yeah, you came in later and then you left earlier. Anyway, well, yeah. I'm glad you're getting a vacation. That's really exciting. Everybody needs some time off. I can't believe you haven't taken a day off for so long.
1: I know I mean I've taken days off but I haven't had like time to just like just chill you know I'm self-care queen so
0: you can ask me how to self-care I'll give you all the tips (laughs) Do nothing (laughs) (laughs) two relax mind and body three Mm -hmm. eat lots of good food four sleep
1: that's all that's all you need I sleep al- oh, I don't sleep as much as I used to because of the dogs. I can't eat as much food as I'd like to because then my cheeks get super round, but you hmm. know, I can try. I can try. Oh.
0: So today we're going to talk about an amazing, amazing woman, Michelle Obama. Yeah. is was a lawyer, public servant and a writer. She was the first African-American first lady of the United States. She became a role model for women and advocate for our community's higher education and international girls' education. And after leaving the White House, Michelle has continued her efforts to support and inspire young people. So I felt like she deserved that formal introduction because she's so amazing. And mm-hmm. she does so much more than, you know, the little intro that I did for her. And yeah. it, it's amazing to me because I... Julie feel like she cares about the community. Yeah. And honestly I'm surprised that, you know, she didn't run.
1: For president? You should. No, she she doesn't like it. She talks about it in her book. Well like politics. The documentary
0: on Netflix called Becoming. Yeah. And I asked you, like, do you think it's the same as the book? I wouldn't know because I didn't read the book. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to it on Audible because One of my friends told me that she narrates it and it's amazing because it's like she's telling the story. Mm -hmm. I know you're reading the book, but when I was watching the documentary, like my eyes were watery the whole time because it was so emotional and she shows a lot of her, she she shows like her book tour and then she also shows her like meeting with young people and it seems like she's really interested and like drawn to young people. Yeah. Um, and there was one scene in particular she was out of high school and these groups are like small it's just like a round like a circle like if you're doing a round table and there was this young latina girl and um i'm assuming she's like top of her class or she's like excelling in academics um or all the people that are there in that circle but she was saying that she works after school because her dad was in an accident and so he can't work like he did before.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: she's like, to have two little brothers, so I bring food every day. Um, and I that broke my heart because I was like, she's so dedicated to school. And she's doing so well because she's being recognized at school. Mm-hmm. But yet she's still, like, taking care of her family. And I think her mom left when she was young. So she's in high school and she's like mom to her little brothers and she's working and like still taking care of like herself and her future. I thought that was so beautiful and inspiring. And then Michelle to- told her, that's why you're here. She's like, that's why you're here because of your story. And, um, and I, lo- what I like really, really loved about Michelle, what I noticed in the book tour, when like every, like every single person that would come and like she would sign the book, she would like lock eyes with them. And she even said, you know, um, when somebody comes up to me, like I don't look around, I just look at them like I'm looking at listening to their story or they're telling a story. And for each person, she had like such great questions. And she was, she's so smart. I'm like, she would pick it up really quick, like, oh, do you have kids? Or um, how's your th-? I don't know. Like it was very personable and she was really quick. Like she would pick it up really quick. And um Everybody's like hysterical, like oh my gosh, oh my gosh! Like people were freaking out. It was one girl that she was like, <gasps> she was like fanning herself, and it looked like she was gonna faint. And like somebody from her, like her team, her entourage, her Michelle's entourage, had to come and like ask her, like, "Are you okay? Like, do you need medical attention?" Because this this lady was about to pass out, and she was like trying to hold it together. She's like, "It was like I love you
1: so much. Like you inspire me so much." and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I was yeah. he seems so honest and genuine, you know, and real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever it is she's doing, it's not because she's being forced to do it or because she needs money. It's because that is something that she wants to do. And I think in her book, that's kind of what she learned through Barack, you know. Um, she felt like, okay, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to get the best grades, I'm going to go to a great college, and then I'm going to be top of my class, I'm going to become a lawyer, I'm going to make a lot of money, and this is the way I'm supposed to, like, live my life, and then something turned, you know, and that's how she became, when she learned who she really was and what her purpose was. And you can see it, you know, when when she walks. I'm sure if like she walks into the room, she's gonna turn heads. You can just feel her energy, I would imagine, you know. So uh, tall. I'm sorry if I couldn't hear you. He's so tall. Yeah. I was like, yeah,
0: everybody's gonna turn around, girl. But yeah. she has a lot of confidence. I love that.
1: Yeah. And if anybody's gonna have a role model, that is the role model to have. You know, that's it's perfect example. She is wonderful.
0: Yeah, she mentioned. Yeah, she did mention that she was like chasing the money, and like she had a nice car. She had, I think she says on the podcast, like she had a wine membership, and she didn't even drink wine. Drink wine. Uh, and like she had a nice place, and Barack had like a dot son, I think. Like a, they said it had a hole in the. <laughs> In the ground, you could see, like, the floor through that hole. Like, he just didn't care. And he was yeah. all about the community. And
1: Well, he was an intern as well. She was a lawyer at a firm, and they were trying to recruit him. So he showed up broke because he was still a student. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why he just was there for the summer with his beat-up car, and she was already the boss girl, you know?
0: he said that she was supposed to mentor him yeah and that when she called him or he called her that she had this idea that he was going to be like some nerdy guy and that when she heard his voice she was like whoa Oh, he's <laughs> such a daddy yeah she said that it threw her off because of his voice and then she was like ooh you know and that uh for the first time that they were going to meet that he showed up late and she was like okay okay black man like you're gonna show up late and then when he showed up he was like you know his like smooth self and he's like oh I'm sorry I'm late and now all the secretaries were like like kind of like giving her signs like oh my gosh and she was like I know I know uh everybody was like pretty much telling her like damn and (laughs) it's just funny like when she's telling the story I was like that is so freaking
1: cute yeah, so yeah, her job was to show him a good time so that he could be like, after he graduated, so he'd be like, yeah, I think I'm going to move to Chicago and work here. So that's kind of what they do. Like, they would go to restaurants, and it was it would be on the, like, firm's dollar, basically. Mm, that sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds- so, as her first guest, she had bra, but like, duh, like, <laughs> who else would you have on your first like your first podcast like who should I put on there
0: (laughs) to us like he's a former president but to to her like that's her husband you know and that's his wife and they have this such a cute chemistry and even like in the beginning when he's like okay I'll be quiet or he's just like oh thank you for having me on your podcast like he's just so humble about it and he's like you know he's like her he's her husband
1: yeah, and they're so witty, like, you can just feel it, like, when they talk to each other, like, they're just giggling and teasing each other, and they're just, like, reminiscing and going back, you know, to the time when, you know, it, it's, they are just so cute together.
0: Mm-hmm. What was your, what's your, like, favorite part about the podcast and the book so far?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Um, I think, so the book, definitely their love story.
0: Their love, story.
1: their love story she talks about how he um, how they how he proposed and I was like screaming like I don't scream
0: I, I don't think I know that story tell us that story
1: book, if I remember correctly like oh I, I was um I was what, like a few months ago but something he pissed her off right but he just pissed her off because he knew exactly he knows her so well he knew exactly that that she would get that reaction and then he had proposing or something and like giving her the ring at the restaurant or something. But uh, uh, but yeah, it was just funny because like when men know you so well they know exactly how to tick you off and they know exactly like what's gonna make you come back like oh I'm just kidding or I knew that I would upset you because I had this instead. Oh so, my God. Yeah it was really um, their love story is just really cute. So their love story um, in the book is my favorite and then in the podcast, hmm, I love how they talk about. I don't know. I don't know if I had like maybe their humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I like how they just talk. They don't forget, and they like to remind people, and they like to tell everybody, like, yeah, we're we've been there too, you know. Um, I believe I read an article, um a long long time ago that they they finished paying their like college loans like when they were still in the White House that's a long time to be paying off they
0: wouldn't be forgiven for the president and the lady like isn't that crazy
1: yeah they it took them a really long time to pay off their loans for school
0: imagine that that check come in Uh, like that payment from Barack Obama and you work for like the loan servicing for uh, the loans. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) That's so crazy. You know, I I was very surprised in the beginning when they introduced the episode and she said, you know, this episode's about relationships, like the most important relationships. And that is the relationship with our community. And I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Like I thought it was going to be maybe about their relationship or uh, her being, like, you know, former First Lady, but they both have such a love for their community, and they, got brief, like, they briefly talked about, um, you know, how it was for them in Chicago, and you mentioned that to me earlier, how you, what, what did you say, that they wish that we can go back to the way it was?
1: Yeah, the- to bring back, like, um, the values from the 50s and 70s, and reintroduce those values to society now. I, I kind of listened to it and I just, I didn't really agree with that. I just don't think it would work. You know, I think everybody is just, we're way too deep into the me, myself, and I mentality. As opposed to the us mentality, that selfless mentality. Um, back then in the podcast, she talks about how they were able to, although her dad didn't purchase a house they decided to rent so that his mom could still, so that Michelle's mom could still be a stay-at-home mom, right? Mm-hmm. And she was able to take care of her kids and the neighborhood of kids. And um, we don't really get to do that. Nobody cares about anybody else's kids anymore. But know?
0: the thing is that, yeah, even though nobody cares about each other right now, ideally that would be the dream, you know if our communities like we like looked out for each other
1: it would be nice
0: yeah it would be really nice like if i think about it like my neighbors here like we all know each other we look out for each other i'm not saying everybody on this block and i've been living here for two years so you know my neighbors on the side in the back front we all like were like, hey, good morning, or hey, I saw, oh, I'll text them like, hey, I saw this weird guy walking by. I never seen him before. Or like, oh, hey, this is going on. Hey, somebody stole my trash can. Like literally somebody stole <laughs> our recycle bin last week. And then the, we told the neighbor and the neighbor's like, yeah, they stole mine too. So like, we're all connected in some way. But then I think about it, if I didn't talk to my neighbors, I wouldn't feel as safe. But I know like when I leave or I'm home alone or whatever, that if I like call one of them or i scream like, one of my neighbors is going to help me. And I think that's like the sense of community that a lot of people don't have or a lot of communities lack because, you know, people have different schedules. People travel. uh, They don't, that's not their only home or, you know, yeah, we're not and it's sometimes it's weird like it's weird to talk to somebody and then you're like oh that person is weird it just yeah. where we don't see it as uh, like it's coming from a good place we see it from a creepy place oh like they want to know if I live alone they probably want to come and rob me mm-hmm. you know that's like the way we think and where our mind goes because we're not used to people being nice to each other we're looking out for each other and then another thing people move often you know, if you're moving to different apartments or different cities or different jobs, like you don't really have that sense of community either because you're in the city. So yeah, I, I think ideally it would be nice, but it's also, it's hard to do it in different environments. I think in the suburbs, it's easier to know your neighbors if everybody lives in the same house for 30 years.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy living in the San Gabriel Valley. And that's why I'm looking for like, a place my next home to be in like a neighborhood i do like that sense of family like you know just the suburbs and i agree like my neighbor to the right of me um if we if she needs eggs or if we know something's going on the other day there was a hidden run and i can hear everything through my bedroom window so i got up and i knocked on her on her door and i was like somebody hit your car you know she was asleep So yeah, I understand that it's just hard at the same time, because we're all just trying to pay the bills and survive that it's kind of hard to pay attention. And we've talked about this before to genuinely ask somebody, how are they, how are they doing? And to really care how they're doing, we don't make that time anymore. You know, we just say like, Hey, how are you doing? See you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) You know,
0: (laughs) I saw somebody uh, write this, um, Or I saw I saw it somewhere, but it said um, that we like we want to get out of the hood or like we're so quick to want to get out of our neighborhood and live somewhere else. But instead, like why don't we invest in our hood or our neighborhood, you know, to make it better and to make it a better place to live for other people or for like just so that community, but instead everybody's like bouncing and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to live in the hood, I'm gonna bounce. Where that kind of made me think about it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, if, you know, all the kids leave their parents' home when they turn 18 and they go and live in better neighborhoods or they go to the city, get a job, but, you know, all your parents stay there. So I'm like, if all those people like came back and invested in those neighborhoods that they grew up in, like what a difference it would make.
1: And gave back. I don't feel like necessarily like live in the neighborhood, but just give back help out with certain programs that you used yeah that would be that would be nice yeah cool. and not just think about it ourselves
0: yeah that's something that I was thinking about and I was like that makes a really good point and sadly like I never really looked into programs that they offered in Baldwin Park where I grew up like that's the community that I grew up in and so I'm like you know, that's a that's a really good point. Like, what can I do to help my community? Like where I grew up, and yeah, I don't live there anymore, but I still go back there often because my parents live there. That's their community, and I want them to be safe and like love where they live. And they do. My parents absolutely love living where they live, and they know all their neighbors. We've known them for a long time. We're all really close. they we consider them family. Yeah. So, you know, and I and I thought about it. Like, would my parents ever move? Probably not. Mm. Because that's their family, like why would they want to move to a bigger house in a nicer area? like they're gonna lose all their friends and their family and everybody that they feel comfortable, like my mom and my dad can just walk across the street and you know chit chat with the neighbors, have a beer with the neighbor, like we can just go over and like they if they invite us for like a party or whatever we're all close, and I like they're all my friends like I even text them like, hey, how's it going like I love that. Like, I love that. I would, I feel like, I feel like a sense of community there and I'm not even there anymore, but
1: yeah.
0: it's my community.
1: That's another thing that they kind of talked on, uh, talked about valuing friendships. And Barack talks about his fan, his family, his buddy in Hawaii, who I think lived in a single parent household. So his family, although they didn't have a lot of money, they gave him a lot of hot meals, you know? And so, that's just that's they were talking about that, and you know it's just helping each other out in that community whenever you need it, and I think like that's something that you guys get in your parents' neighborhood, yeah you know, somebody needs something, somebody's sick, I know your mom is probably the first one to make them some food or making sure that they're okay. yeah, they're all like that,
0: not just her they're everybody's like that around her. That's really nice,
1: yeah. There was other um fun topics like um my favorite because you know I'm um, that weird dog lady. Michelle loves dogs. <laughs> and um it was so funny because she was like, Now I'm getting back at my mom because now I have two dogs and she's like, I'd have more, but my husband doesn't let me. <laughs> wow. I think
0: they said
1: that her mom didn't uh, let her have dogs growing yeah. up. Yeah, mom didn't let her have dogs. I think that's funny. But her dogs, like, I I'm just wondering what their personalities are. Like, do they know all the new dog tricks? You know, are they brats? Like, oh, I can't the my house, so don't bug me. Like, what kind of dogs are they? Like, I've seen pictures of them. I think one of them is called Bo. If I'm not, I may be making it up, but I think they call them Bo. Um, you know, what type of dogs are they? Are they bougie? You know, like, my mom is Michelle. Like, hello. <laughs> I <love>
0: dogs, girl. <laughs> they have their own butler.
1: I know, you know. Do they get groomed, like, once a week? I just want to know everything about her dogs. Like, she needs to make an episode about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really um, love seeing in the uh, documentary? Yeah was um michelle's fashion like she still stayed true to who she is and like she loves fashion and she was criticized for wearing like designer dresses uh when she was making speeches or she's just you know next to barack yeah i didn't know this or i probably didn't pay attention but when he was running um there was a lot of like tabloids saying that she was an angry black woman and I was like, what? So she was saying like, she lost a part of her self because she had to watch everything that she said. She's like, I wasn't allowed to be who I was really, because everything was criticized, like every move, every word, everything I wore, like a- everything. And yeah. so it was nice, like, you know, when they were in the White House, she she didn't let that change her i know during the campaign she was like when he was running and they were campaigning she was wearing like certain colors or she said she wasn't really like saying much she was even even reading teleprompters like she wasn't just speaking freely it was like once they were in the white house that you can kind of you saw her wearing like purple and she has her own designer or person that would dress her um and so she was in the documentary too and she says you know she you know, she's really into fashion. So I think it's okay for her to wear a purple coat or to wear like sparkly boots or whatever. So they show her in her book tour too. She's wearing like the dazzled stuff. And I was like, I love that, that she stayed true to who she is. And it shows you that you you could be a confident woman, you can be intelligent and still like rock fashion. Because I think too often women get criticized for being like, oh, they're beautiful, so they're not smart.
1: Yeah,
0: It's like you can't, like, why can't we be both, you know? So I really love that about her, that they show that, and it kind of encourages, like, okay, I could be myself and what I like and what I love, and if I want to wear, like, the dazzled heels, I'll wear them, but I'm still who I am, and I still stand for what I stand for. So... Like that really spoke to me because I was like, ooh, she's like individual and it didn't change that about her, even though she was getting criticized like crazy. I was like black woman, are you fucking serious? Just over like little things that she would say. Like anything was manipulated and or just taken out of context. It's crazy.
1: I know. I mean it's like that now. That's that's what the media does, of course. Um, but I feel like she figured it out. She figured it out quickly, you know, and then decided, you know, who cares? I'm going to do this because I am Michelle Lamo. She knows she had a strong core and foundation of who she was. She just tweaked it a little bit, I feel like, um, to get to where she needed to be. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Look at her now. Everybody, everybody just loves her. I like I feel like if her and I would be in a room together, she would be my friend, you know, and she'd honestly care. (laughs) What I would have to say.
0: Yeah. I feel like she'd be interested in your story. She'd be interested in like your uh, nationality. Like she would want to know about your family. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So she has one episode out on her podcast I don't know when she's going to have another one released. you think it's going to be weekly, monthly? I don't know.
1: Probably weekly, I'm assuming. Um, It's really big on Spotify, so I know they'll let us know. (laughs) I got, like, an email from it. I got a big old sign when I logged into my Spotify. Like, it was everywhere. I was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) I'll listen.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to listening to the next one. And I guess we can keep everybody updated. When we do our intros, i uh, let you guys know what's going on. So hopefully we didn't spoil it for you guys. But I mean, a lot of what Michelle Obama has been doing or is doing, it's not a secret. Yeah. So we didn't entirely spoil the podcast. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's amazing. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. The documentary, the book, get out there. Yeah.
1: All right. So I think that's it. Yeah. Bye. Next week. Bye.